You're listening to a VC Short. These are shorter bonus episodes released only on our podcast, The VC Hour. These are a product of Radio ABC 993 FM, a ministry of African Bible University in Uganda. Well, it's another episode of the VC Bookshelf. Every year, publishers put out, I don't know if you want to call them hidden gems, books not enough people know about them. I mean, if just the right person doesn't review or recommend a book, no matter how good it may be, the book is likely to go by without the right amount of recognition. And now I got to tell you, I'm not the guy to help make a book become famous. You know, that's just not, that's not my role. It's not what I'm trying to do. But I, I do want to shine a light on some works that I have found helpful, regardless of whether or not they're on any of the, what do you call them, the cool people's bookshelves? I, I don't know. This isn't a full academic review. It's not intended to be. Uh, I'm just hoping that by spreading uh, a little bit of awareness of some of the books that are out there, that you'll have some extra tools in your toolbox. Now, I'm going to say the same thing that I've said a number of times in the past because it's true, and I hope you really keep it in mind. I I want you to check everything you hear or everything you read against the Scriptures. The Scriptures really are the only perfect work that ever was written. And despite that, though, I do hope you do find these resources that I provide in episodes like this one, the VC Bookshelf, to be helpful. I definitely did, and I promise you it's the only reason why I'm sharing them with you. The book for today's episode is The Wonderful Decree by Dr. Travis Campbell. Now, Campbell graduated from Westminster Theological Seminary in Pennsylvania in 2004 with a Ph.D. in theology. He has worked as a scholar-in-residence at an apologetics ministry and uh, apologetics think tank called Reasons to Believe, and he has his own apologetics ministry called Consider This. Uh, He he does also happen to be a a friend of mine. We served together in a church for, I think it was about 10 years, and we're still friends. Uh, We're geographically very far apart, and that makes communication hard, but he's one of those guys, every time I talk to him, I know I'm talking to a friend. Now, I have to say, this is my second review for the bookshelf. I actually know personally both of the authors. i got to promise you that's actually going to be rare. Maybe it seems common, but not all of my reviews. In fact, almost none of my reviews will be of books where I know the author personally. So don't uh, don't take too much away from this. Uh, I think the book stands on its own, regardless of the fact that I know Travis personally. Campbell's book, broadly speaking, is about how to make sense of the fact that the Bible teaches a a broad and a generous love that God has for all people against the fact that God is sovereign, that is, that he reigns over all, and yet the Bible also teaches that not all people are saved. Now, I have to admit Maybe this isn't very flattering at first, but I really thought I was kind of done reading books on this topic uh, when I came across this one. I don't say that arrogantly. I certainly don't intend to say it arrogantly because I'm not saying I believe that no one has anything to say about it that I hadn't heard before, but because I really feel like I have a, a pretty good handle on the nature of the debate. I've read a lot on this topic. I've studied a lot on this topic. And I'm very comfortable that I know where I believe the best answers are. 
certainly there are other questions I haven't addressed personally, and uh, those are out there. But I really thought, like, I'm not going to read a lot more on, on this topic anymore unless something super interesting comes by. And I have to tell you, I think something interesting has come by. So I, I, I want to have you hear me when I tell you that this book is, I think it's a bit different. It's definitely different than anything else I remember reading on the topic. The first thing that struck me was that Campbell begins in the beginning of theology. He doesn't really jump in to answer the question right away, or he doesn't treat it as an isolated topic. He doesn't assume that the reader understands even a Christian worldview or that they're aware of what the alternatives to Christianity even are. Basically, he actually begins by establishing the very basics uh, from an from a apologetic standpoint so that you can understand what he believes and why he believes it before you get to the answer to this question. And as he does it everywhere, Campbell provides for the reader the opposing point of view, and he does it very charitably while still holding very, very clearly to his own view. I can't tell you how tough it is to master a thing like that where you are willing to explain alternatives to what you believe while not giving up any ground or washing out any of your own. But I got to tell you, I think Campbell pulls it off. And what's more, I think his opponents would recognize their positions when he describes it. Again, that's just so rare. It's it's a lot easier to say, hey, my opponent believes something and it's not actually what they believe at all. It's somehow close. And then you just beat that up. You may know the term straw man. It's just everywhere. And, and Campbell doesn't do that. It, wherever possible, he actually uses their own words and he works very diligently to be sure that he is describing them in ways they would recognize. He wants to be sure he's being fair even to the positions he's rejected because you can't really reject a position unless you understand it and know it. And that's not a thing that Campbell takes lightly. So Campbell works you as a reader through from a bare theism specifically to the God of the Bible. And when he does that, he's not just picking people from his own camp but he samples very ably from those who agree and disagree with his position, and he does it while engaging at a very, very high level of competence with philosophers and theologians alike. He, he really demonstrates his expertise in this area. It's just it's crystal clear. Uh, has he done his homework? Well, the bibliography alone is 20 solid pages in the print edition, and it is available both in print and online in a digital format as well. If, like me, you're ever wondering about a related biblical point when an author doesn't explain his position on it, maybe they're talking about a topic and there's another topic that intersects with it and it's not really the main point of what they're talking about, you wonder, wait, I wonder what they think about this. Well, Campbell does exactly what I want all authors to do. (laughs) He gives his readers extensive footnotes of explanation, and he actually gives five appendices at the end so that you can understand how he takes all of those positions, how they can be explained, but he does it in a way that doesn't break up the flow of the central argument for the reader. And he, I'm saying all this to say he actually is quite a good writer, even working a very high intellectual level. Now, at this point, you, you may have the impression that this book is possibly beyond the abilities of the average reader. I mean, somebody who's this strong academically and uh, has such a strong, rigorous background, 
Oftentimes that means the book is just something the average person couldn't read. But that's just not the case here. Campbell also is gifted as a communicator, gifted as a teacher, and it's evident in the way that he lays out the argument and he moves very, very organically from point to point so that you really can understand how all this stuff works together. He makes it all very accessible. That's just amazing. I, again, most books, uh, they're just not like that, especially books that are talking about topics like this one. Now, there is something about this that stands out. I mentioned earlier that uh, he starts with a bare Christianity, but that's actually it's not 100% true. Uh, the first chapter alone, in my opinion, is worth the price of the book. Now, I have to tell you, uh, maybe I'm not fair in this. Maybe it's not nice. I'm just telling you my personal preference. I don't normally like when someone's personal story is mixed with an academic work. I like my personal stories in the personal and the academic and the ac- academic realm, and I typically don't like them put t- together. But this book is one of two exceptions I'm aware of where I think the author, having taken some time to tell his or her personal story, actually helps the book. It actually makes the book more helpful. That's just really uncommon, but I really do think Campbell pulls it off in a way that's not emotionally manipulative. But really what's going on is when Campbell argues for his theological position, a thing that's very easy for us to separate in some way, the intellectual from uh, from reality, that happens way too often. Well, when Campbell explains to you his personal story, you're going to see he's not doing it from some sort of sterile, aloof position where he's so far removed from the reality that we deal in. He's just not going to let the reader say, well, what about this in my life? Obviously, what you're saying intellectually doesn't match with the realities of what's going on with me. He instead demonstrates with great capacity that he is answering real-life questions that he had to wrestle with because of his own life. And he's going to do that. He's going to let you know this is very real to him, and then he's going to jump into the academic work and show you what the answer to those questions are. So the result is that the reader cannot help but know that Campbell has written this with a heart of compassion and sincerity to go along with his intellectual prowess. So I recommend you give this book a read. If you can get your hands on a copy, I hope you will. You may find that it brings you great comfort to know that God is really in control and he really does love you. Check it out. Wonderful Decree by Dr. Travis Campbell. You've been listening to the Vice Chancellor's Hour a ministry of Radio ABC 993-FM on the campus of African Bible University. We hope this has been beneficial to your Christian walk and understanding. If it has, you can support the ministry of Radio ABC by going to africanbiblecolleges.com and clicking on the donate button. Don't forget to let them know it's going to the Uganda station. If you have questions about this or any other episode, please feel free to contact us at vchourofficial at gmail.com. We're also available through Instagram and Twitter as vchourofficial. We may answer your question on a future episode. Until next time, may the peace of God and the fellowship of God's people encourage your hearts.